of God this morning? Can we get into the Word of God this morning? Amen. Man, we, we came to church, might as well get into it. We've been talking about kingdom economics. And with kingdom economics, it's the way God does things. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is literally God's way of doing things. It's His authority. How many of you know we're in the midst of difficult circumstances? How many of you know we can look at the world and we can watch the, the news and we don't know what to do? But as believers, we should know what to do. Amen? The Bible says the mysteries, those things that may the, the world may not understand, are laid up for us, for us as believers. We should be able to know. We need results in everyday situation and everyday circumstances. Don't you need results? Say, I need some results. I mean, we can cry out and we can pray and we can do all these things and fast and read the Word of God and everything else, but we've got to have some results. Say this after me. What God has for me today will prepare me for this week. In other words, what God has for you, even through the praise and the worship and the time, you are already being prepared to be able to handle some things this week. You can handle that, and this word is going to go forth, and you're going to be able to watch an explosion take place. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Say, it's the word. It's the word. In, this, in this world, there are systems that are failing. There are banks that are failing. AIG, Freddie, Freddie Mac, and Fannie Mae. Insurance companies are reorganizing. Car companies are having difficulty, GM and Chrysler. The national debt is over $3 trillion, $3 trillion. What's going to change things is the Word. Say the Word. Say this after me. I make the Word of God final authority. God said it. That settles it. So today, open my ears. I open my eyes. I open my heart. To receive this word, to be changed, never to be the same, in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord some praise in the house. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about kingdom economics, and we're going to talk a little bit about seed time and harvest. See, what we did is we sowed a seed into Gideon's International for the word of God. And Isaiah fifty-five eleven says it will not return to God void, but it will do what it's planned and purpose to do. In other words, it will do what he sent it to do. See, when you take the word of God and you begin to put it within inside you, because you have a garden, there is a, a garden right here, and you're going to be able to put that word on the inside of you, and then you declare some things, you decree some things, you overcome some things, and it's like a boomerang, it'll come back to you. you it'll, it'll go out, it'll do what it's planned and purpose to do, the word, and it will come back to you. See, we've got to understand a little bit about seed time and harvest. Say seed time and harvest. See, it's not about selfish gain. See, when you gave this morning to tithes and offerings and, and sowed into the ministry of Gideon's International, it wasn't about being selfish. It was about being unselfish. That's the kingdom of God. That you can begin to look at that and say, it's not about me, but how can I bless somebody else? How can there be a difference in somebody else's life? See, in the kingdom, it can't be about yourself. In the kingdom, it has to be about others. Amen? In the kingdom, it's about God's love. In the kingdom, it's about unselfishness. In the kingdom of God, it's about, it's about faith. Say faith. 
It's about faith, and it's about Jesus is the king over this kingdom. Can we give Jesus some praise in the house this morning? Hallelujah. I mean, it just gets me excited. I'm not going to keep you long this morning, but I want you to understand that we have got to be a people that desire the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things. We've got to be a people. And the first thing I want you to write down, those of you that are taking notes, I want you to write down that your life, you need to align with the life of the kingdom of God. We need to align your life. Align your life into the life of the kingdom of God. When you do, you're going to have peace. You're going to have prosperity. Come on, you're going to have success. Uh, other things will be going on, and they'll be saying, how come, how come you're so calm and cool about it? Because you operate at a different level than they may operate. Can I get an amen? amen. So let's talk a little bit about needs tonight, See, when, or today. When we see poor areas, not only in this country, but we've been to Africa, we've been to Cuba, when we see those depressed areas, we come back. And I'm telling you, we will, we will look at those areas like Africa and those people that are there, but we come back, Noah, we think, I don't have a need. Anybody been to another country? You look at it and you go, man, you see what's taking place and you come back and say, I am blessed. I, I am blessed. No, no, maybe, maybe you haven't been. Maybe you need to go, and maybe things will begin to shift and change for you because you are blessed. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm blessed. Tell your other neighbor, say, I'm blessed. I say, man, I don't have any needs. A lot of times what we call needs are really desires. Can we break it down and give you the truth today? What we call needs are, are really desires. We should really come to a place where we want to experience helping somebody else. Come to a place where we can say, the blessings on my life are not just for my life. The blessings on my life are to help blessing other people. Help blessing other ministries. Help advancing the kingdom of God in the earth. It's not about your kingdom. It's about his kingdom. Oh, no, you didn't hear me this morning. It's not about your kingdom. It's about his kingdom. It's about his kingdom. That's why Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? Earth as it is in heaven. We want earth to line up with the things in heaven. There is no lack. There is no sickness. There is no disease. Come on, somebody. There's those things that are not in heaven, and God wants to change the earth realm to where it will reflect the glory of God. Give God some glory this morning. Hallelujah. I tell you. So the, the question is, is let me ask you the question. What can you do for the kingdom of God? Some of you can start today. You may invest in Wall Street. You may invest in NASDAQ. You may invest in all these other things. But the only investment that is going to give you the return that God wants you to have, Bill, is investing into the kingdom of God. You made an investment today in Bibles. You made an investment today in the word of God. And you're, you're building up those treasures in heaven where the Bible says where moth and rust don't cor corrode. So you are building the true purity of the kingdom of God as you build those up. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to just get into the word of God. I'm going to go quickly. So Matthew chapter 6, let, let's look at verses 31 through 33, but let's look at 31 and 32 first. Let's take a look at that. Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 
Now, this is the ninth part of a, of a series that we've started many years ago, uh, many months ago, <laughs> many years ago. You've been preaching on the kingdom for a long time. It, many, many, many months ago. If you want to get the other messages, you can download them off of our website. Uh, you can get with Pastor Augustine, and, and he'll be able to get you the hard copies. But Matthew chapter 6, Jesus was saying, hey, don't be worrying about what you eat and what, you, what you're going to drink and what you're going to wear. He says the Gentiles, those people that don't even have a relationship with God, they run after those things. And he says, for your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. A lot of times people... They get depressed. What they do is they expect God to be like a genie God that they can rub him and poof, give me three wishes. And then I'll use this wish for that wish. And I'll use this wish for this. And I'll use that wish. And then when God doesn't do it like you think he ought to do it, you get depressed. You get mad. You get angry at God. And what do you do? You turn your back and you walk away. But not you today. Come on, somebody. Not you today because you're here. And don't let depression, don't let the things of the world, the worries, the cares of all those things be able to hold you back and get you all depressed and upset that you turn your back on God. Check out this next verse. This is verse 33. Here's what it says. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Woo, seek first what? Come on, everybody. His kingdom, his kingdom. See, that's a capital H. That means his, God, his. Seek first his way of doing things. Seek, way, seek first his righteousness, God's way of doing things, and all those things that you don't have, Vernon, will be what? Added unto you. It'll be added unto you. you know, anybody want some things added to them this morning? Hallelujah. I mean, we need some things added for us. You know why? Because there is still lack. There is still sickness. There is still disease. We need those things added to us so we can begin to bring forth the things that God wants to bring forth in the earth realm. Can I get an amen? See, we've been talking about faith. We've got to handle it the kingdom of God's way. We talked about faith. In order to to be able to handle or operate in the kingdom of God, you need faith. You need faithfulness. God's looking for faithfulness in people. You need to have the right motive. We talked about being able to have the right motive. We talked about being covenantally aligned with God. Don't you understand, when you come to Christ and you become a believer, you now have a covenant with God. Are you with me? You have a covenant. You might violate it, but God's not going to violate his covenant. His covenant is an everlasting covenant. He's not going to say, oh, well, now you didn't hold your end up. I'm pulling my end up. God says the deal is still on. And there's somebody here today that needs to know the deal is still on. God is still there. He's waiting on you. He's sitting there with open arms and he's saying, hey, I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to be there for you. So don't give up. Don't quit. Don't get depressed. Continue to press in and move forward. Hallelujah. Now that's a word for somebody up in here this morning. Oh, God is up to something. God is is up to something. You better get ready because God is up to something. There are debts that are going to be canceled. Don't you think that all these different mergers with all these different banks, that they got it all together, all of a sudden you're going to look at your bill and it's going to have a zero balance, and you're going to say, what is wrong with that? Because they lost the information. They lost the computer thing. I don't know what it is, but God is up to something. He's up to canceling some debts on some people up in here today, and we got to believe that God God can do it. He's got a way. He's got a way. God has got a way in the midst of your suffering, in the midst of your circumstances. God has got a way. Hallelujah. 
I don't know, but I'm getting fired up in here this morning. Woo, doggy. I don't know, I'm just a little passionate about what God wants to do. I believe he's getting ready to release wisdom. Wisdom in the midst of your circumstance. Wisdom in the midst of the, the situation that you're in. God is beginning to release revelation. Say revelation. Oh, you got to get it this morning. you got to believe that you receive this morning. Will you receive the wisdom of God today? Will you receive debt cancellation today? Will you receive the, the revelation of God today? But it's going to come through the word. Say the word. In Luke chapter 8, verse 11. You can just write this down. Chapter 8, verse 11. Here's what it says. Now, the parable is, and we talked about this, that the seed is the word of God. Say the word. So what this is right here, it's not a book of rules. It's a book of seeds. And you've got to plant. Remember last year? Or last year. Last week, you said you, you plant it here or do you plant it here? Come on, somebody. You've got to plant it here because here is going to produce a harvest not here. You put it in here, it's going to produce a harvest. See, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, a lot of times we think it's all up in here. You may know it up in here, but it's got to drop right here and begin to grow right here because it's going to grow right here. Out of the innermost being flows rivers of living water. Not up here, but in here. Not up here, but in here. Not up here, but in here. Amen? See, that's what it's about. See, if we're a farmer and you take the seed, you got a bag of seeds. Linda, you got a bag of seeds. You're the farmer. You got a bag of seeds and you got them in the barn. Is that going to be any good? Why not? They can be in your barn all you want to, but you got to plant it in order for it to produce a harvest. Because if you put the bag, the seeds in the bag, and then you got the bag in the barn, and you don't do anything with it in the barn, it's not going to produce a harvest. Are you hearing me? you got to plant it in your heart. Anybody want to see the glory of God come, they got to plant some seeds in their heart. Amen? Okay, last week we read in Mark chapter 4. Here's what we read. We've, we read chapter 4. We read verses 21 through 25. But in verse 26, he said, Jesus was saying, the kingdom of God is like this. Like a man who does what? Casts his seed upon the soil. Like a farmer who casts his seed upon the soil. See, a lot of times you have a need, you need to sow a seed. Let me say that again. You have a need, not a desire or a want, but a need, you sow a seed. And I know automatically your mind is going, finances. That's part of it, but it's not all of it. Because you have a need, sow a seed. Where are you going to sow that seed? Are you getting it? You're going to sow it where? And here's the garden. The Garden of Eden is not a physical place on the earth. The Garden of Eden is inside you right here. This is the Garden of Eden. So you want to sow a seed into what? Into the garden. You want to sow a seed in the garden. You're going to put a seed in the garden. The seed in the garden. What's it going to do? It's going to be, it's going to be watered. It's going to be, it's going to be nourished. Are you with me? And it's going to begin to do what? Produce something. So it begins to produce something. So if, if you're like a farmer and you don't take what you have and you don't plant it, then you won't receive a harvest. That's why some people are not receiving a harvest. Plain and simple. 
it's a, it's a law, it's a principle, it's a precept that God has put in his word. And I'm going to show you that today, that there is seed, time, and harvest. Just like Pastor Sean was saying, he said there is a time. So you may not see yourself as a kingdom of God person. You may not see yourself as an ambassador. You may not see yourself as a citizen in the kingdom of God. But there's a time where that seed that's being put in you is going to grow you up. And all of a sudden, you're going to say, wait a minute, I am royalty. You are royalty because God doesn't make no junk. You're royalty. Turn to three people and say, you're royalty. You're royalty. Come on, tell them you're royalty. Point at somebody and say, you're royalty. See, when you take that word and you plant that word in your heart, it's kind of like a farmer that goes and plants that seed in the ground. How many of you know you can't see that seed? You might walk over it, drive over it, drive by it, look out there and not see that seed. But doesn't the farmer know it's there? And we looked in Mark chapter 4, and he said those things that were hidden would begin to come to light. In other words, the seed of God inside you, those things you're believing God for, those things that you're praying and you're fasting for, those things that you're getting the word of God on, and it's inside you, those things would all of a sudden come to light. So the farmer doesn't go over and stir it. Is it still there? Where did it go? I don't see it. You don't see it, the farmer, what's he doing? He's he's, he's getting other crops ready. And they're like, what about that field? He said, I already planted a seed in that field. Don't you have to go back and look at it? He said, nope, not for another 120 days. It's going to produce a harvest. Oh, come on, somebody. So in other words, what I'm saying is when you put this seed inside you, and things don't look the way you think they ought to look, don't worry about it because the seed's still there. Are you hearing this this morning? The seed is still there. Well, what about the outside circumstances? Doesn't matter. It's still going on on the inside. Well, I haven't done everything that God wants me to do. It's okay. Why? Because it's still going on on the inside. Well, I'm not everything, Pastor, that God wants me to be. It's all right. You know why? Because it's still going on on the inside. There's still some growth taking place. There's still some things that are changing. You're being shaped and molded into the image and into the likeness of God. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but it makes me exciting to say, wow, I'm made in his image. I am made in his likeness. So he says, here's the kingdom of heaven. It's like a man that, what, casts his seed upon the soil. So this word is going to go forth within you. We've got to take that seed. We've got to plant that seed in our heart. That's how the kingdom does it. What's this right here? This is good. It's wonderful. And it's the greatest. The Library of Congress says this is the number one book of all time. Hello, somebody. But it's got to go from here to here. So it's got to be put in the soil. Let's put it in the soil today. Let's take this and say, this is the seed, and it's got to go in the soil. So we quote the Word of God. We quote the Word of God. That's good, but don't just quote it, plant it. Don't just quote it, plant it. Quoting is good because we know that it's watering what's in there, but take that and get that in you. Remember last week we talked about trust and rest. Trusting in God and resting. Trusting in God and resting. Trusting in God in the midst of the healing of Eden. We're trusting in God, and guess what some of us are doing? We're resting. 
Well, why? Because we know it's coming forth. We know that seed's in the ground. We know it's going to produce. We know it's going to come up. It doesn't matter what the outside circumstances look like. It's still there. It's still planted. It's still going to produce a harvest. And that's the same way in your life. There's something in there that's still going to produce a harvest. It may not look like it is yet, Jeff, but it's on the way. There is things that are on the way. There's things that are shifting because that harvest is coming forth. Hallelujah. Give him some praise in the house today. See, that's coming forth. It's coming forth. Say, it's coming forth. Say, God's got a way. See, don't worry about what you see. You've got to know what's inside you and what God says about it. you got one person that's got it. Amen? How many of you know that love is a seed? Turn with me to Luke chapter 6. Love is a seed. And I'm going to get down and give you some very practical things today. You just hang in here because I'm going to give you something very practical that you're going to take. Anybody want to get out of debt? Anybody got a bill in this place today? Anybody got bills? Come on. Wow, there's quite a few of you don't have any bills. Maybe you should come on up here and lay hands on us, amen, or teach us what to do. All right? Let's take a look at Luke, Luke chapter 6. Let's, look at, let's, let's just start at verse 27. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Love your enemies. When's the last time you loved your enemy? Pastor, I don't even like them. How can I love them? The kingdom of God says to love your enemies. Love your enemies. What about if you got a gift and took it to your enemy? Is it... Now, now you're really saying, Pastor, you've just gone off the deep end. Now, this is, you know, this is, well, I love the love stuff and all that other stuff. But here's what he says. He says to love your enemies. I'm telling you, take a gift to your enemy. Take them. And don't be smart aleck about it. Just give it to them in the love of the Lord. And you watch things begin to change. Look at verse 28 through 30. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer him the other also. And whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from him either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. Now we're, now we're really in deep here. Come on, I, I might love my enemy from afar, but now you're telling me to bless those who curse me? We've had people that have cursed us, and we've taken gifts. We've had people that have said bad things about us, and we still bless them. See them at Walmart. Hey, how you doing? Good, good to see you. Help me, Jesus. (laughs) Can I be real today? But if we're going to be real and not just superficial, because there's a lot of superficial folk, that it's got to say no matter what, no matter what you've hurt me, no matter how I've been hurt, no matter how I've hurt you, that if we operate in the kingdom, we'll still love those that persecute us. And we'll say, God bless them. God, just bless them. Just give them a rich, full life in you, God. You don't, you don't want, you don't want to curse somebody. You want to be able to bless them. You want to be able to say, God, bless them. Bless those. Look at verse 31. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. In other words, so for it. You want to be friendly? The Bible says you want friends? Show yourself friendly. You want corn? You got to put corn in the ground. You want love? Give love to others. 
You want peace? Give peace to others. You want strength? Give strength to others. Are you with me? This is the golden rule, which I think we've taken out of the school. The school with the no golden rule. Remember, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. What's that say? It's the golden rule. It's the same thing. Treat others as the way you want to be treated, not as how they have treated you. <laughs> Our kids were like, well, they did this to me. We're like, no, 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 you can't switch that. that. That verse doesn't need to get switched. As you want to be treated. So you got to sow for it. Say sow for it. Let's look at verses 32 through 36. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Ooh, God is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Look, before you came to Christ, you didn't deserve what you could have got. Well, maybe, maybe you weren't, weren't as bad as I was. Come on. I don't deserve, I don't deserve, I don't deserve that. And he's saying, look here. He says, he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. And verse 36 says this. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. So the kingdom of God is a system of sowing and reaping. Say sowing and reaping. reaping. I mean, it's a universal law that is expected by some people, and some people try to get away from it. Because if you sow good, you're going to get back. If I sow bad, what am I going to get back? What we reap is what we sow. Sow what you reap. What are you getting back? See, this concept that everyone accepts, but it's a law that not everyone follows. It is impossible for this law not to work. It is impossible for this law not to work. It is impossible for this law not to work. It works. So those things that you're hiding in your heart, those things of God, guess what's going to come forth? Those things of God, those things of God, that seed that's there is going to produce a harvest. So turn with me to Genesis chapter 8. I didn't tell you I was just closing, but Genesis chapter 8, I am. Let's look at verse 22. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Where are we going to go? Genesis eight twenty-two. Everybody see it? Everybody there? If you're not there, say, I'm not there. If you're not there, let's look at the screen. Let's read this out loud together. Can we? Ready? Read. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Did you all catch that? Did I read that wrong? (laughs) Okay. So why do we get upset when the seasons change? Stay in peace. You live in Oklahoma. And I don't like it. 
Well, then you're going against the Word of God. Doesn't matter. You're still going against the Word of God. Amen. There's going to be summer, and after summer, there's going to be winter. Come on, somebody. So let's enjoy it. Can we enjoy the process while we're there? Hey, when it snows a little bit, let's have some fun. When it rains a little bit, let's get out there and dance a little. Come on. And when it's really hot, 104, well, praise God for air conditioning. Oh, hallelujah. (laughs) But here's what he says. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. It's going to remain. It's going to remain. It's going to remain. It's going to remain. Cold and heat. Going to be cold. Going to be hot. Going to be cold. Going to be hot. You get cold, put a coat on. You get hot, take a coat off. Summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. This is God's way. Say it. This is God's way. One more time. This is God's way. What's God's way? Seed time and harvest. Say it. Seed time and harvest. See, our heart, our life is like a garden. What do you want to do? Pastor, give me some practical things. How do I get my bill paid? Do you want to know? Anybody want to know how to get their bill paid? I got anybody here? Number one, the first thing you got to do is find the promise. I, I think it's just so prophetic that we dedicated promise today. That you find the promise in the Word of God. You go to the Bible. That's the first thing I'm going to do. You're not going to go to the bank. You're going to go to the Bible. I'm going to go to the Bible. I'm going to go to the Bible. And I'm going to find a scripture. I'm going to get a promise. Let's, let's, let me give you a couple. Can I do that? Would that be all right? I'll give you a start. Say I'm going to get my bill paid, and I'm going to say, okay, Matthew 6.33 says what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you as well. So I'm going to put that in me. Then I'm going to go to Philippians 4.19. You can write that down. Philippians 4.19. We've sung about it today. It says, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You begin to start putting that in the garden. Are you with me? Say, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Just some? Everybody? Just some needs? Oh, no, just when, just when I only have one and I really got ten, but he's only going to take care of one, all right? Psalms 34.10 says this, But they who seek the Lord shall not want for any good thing. We used to... <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. We used to have a saying. I don't know if you have that in Oklahoma. You probably do because it probably came from the Native Americans. We used to say, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Y'all ever heard that out here? Put that in your ground and let it produce a harvest. Shall not lack what? Any good thing. No good thing. How about John 15, 7? Write that one, John, down. John 15, 7. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me and my 
word abides in here or here. Y'all are going to get this because they're going to think, you know what I did? You know what I did? The pastor just beat himself in the head and he beat himself in the, in the chest. Amen? And they're going to say, what about what? Because the seed that's going in me. How about Jeremiah one twelve? last scripture? You know what it says? The last part of that verse says he's watching over his word to perform it. How do I know? She's going to be healed. How do I know she's going to be delivered? How do I know that I'm going to live for the things of God? How do I know that I'm going to rise up and not fall down to the things of the enemy? How do I know that I'm connected to God? How do I know? Because these things, he's watching over his word to perform it. Just like an employer might watch over his employees to make sure everything's being done right. Is it being done right? God's saying, I'm looking at that word, and I'm watching over it. You know why? Because it is seed. It's seed. So how do I get my bills paid? I get a word on it. I go to the Bible. I get the promise. And now I begin to start putting it in me, 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 putting it in me. Same principle work for healing? Absolutely. Same principle work for deliverance? Absolutely. Same principle work for faith? Absolutely. Faith comes by and hearing. Isn't that cool? See, what happens is we're getting the word of the world on it and not the word of God. We need the word of God on it. Get God on it. Let's get God on it. Is it a mission impossible? No, because... All things are possible to him who believes. What about you? Are you operating in the kingdom of God or are you operating in the kingdom of the world? Are you living in the kingdom of God or are you living in the kingdom of the world? What about you today? If you say, wait a minute, I'm in the kingdom of the world, my advice to you is get out of that kingdom. That sucker's fallen. It's going down. But it's the kingdom of God that will continue to increase. Read about it. Daniel, Isaiah, there shall be no end to the increase of his government. Say increase. Say it again. Tell your neighbor, say increase. Say, neighbor, I want you to increase. Come on, tell your other neighbor, say, I want you to increase. Come on, even if your neighbor's your enemy, you've got to love them. Come on in and have some increase. Amen? Let's stand to your feet. Let me pray for you today. Father, right now, I thank you that you're going to take this word, and not only are you watching over this word to perform it, but you're shifting and changing in your people here today. I thank you that they may have come in today just thinking, well, I'm just going to go to church and do a duty, but they've run into you. They've met you today. They've met you today, God. They've met you, Father. Father, that they're crawling up into your lap, and they're saying, Daddy, I'm here. Love on me, Daddy. Hold me, Daddy. Run to Him. And you cry, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. Shape us, change us, and mold us into your image, into your likeness. In Jesus' name. I seal this word of God to you so it grows within you.
And it's going to produce a harvest, 30, 60, and 100 fold. According to your word, I declare the word of God over you today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.